0: Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. My name's Dilta De Aherty and in this podcast series, I will be speaking to investors, advisors, entrepreneurs and recruiters who are based all over the world and we'll be discussing how to set up, scale and operate a world-class recruitment company. I am speaking to you from the rainy south coast of England. But a couple of weeks ago, I was in beautiful LA and I met Stuart Mitchell, who is a cybersecurity recruiter for Staten May. Great chat. Stuart has been over there for a little bit. He's doing unbelievably well. He's tracking towards billing a million dollars this year, which you can appreciate is pretty good. Um, before he joined Staten May a couple of years ago, he was with Elliot Brown in New York. and Before that, he was in London. And it was really great to kind of get... To speak to somebody who 's done well in three marketplaces, three very different marketplaces, and how happy Stuart is to have burned his suit and dressed the way he wants to and enjoy life in l a and how he 's winning his business, you know where he 's finding his success, and you know wh- why he loves what he does. great guy, great recruiter, and uh, working for a great company. And as ever, this podcast is sponsored by Interview Job Adder and IntroProtect. And if you, you're enjoying the podcast, please give it a little like, share, reach out to me on LinkedIn, love to hear from you. And if you want to come on the podcast, I would love to have you, especially if you're a scalable UK recruitment firm who's based in the UK or overseas. All right, over to Stuart. Welcome to the final of day one on the Recruiter Startup Podcast. I am joined by Stuart Mitchell, a cybersecurity recruiter here in Los Angeles. How are you today? I'm awesome, doing pretty great. Thanks for thanks for having me on. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I feel I feel really uncool next year. Look at you you're you're looking well. Hey, you know what? You,
1: you spend enough years in New York and London. I think when I moved out <laughs> here to to LA, I I burnt the suits. I burnt the suits. I was, <laughs> I was ready for a change.
0: <laughs> I was thinking, like, what... Uh, so, some some rector, like, hits you up now and says, got a job for you. You have to wear a suit. Going to pay you 20 grand extra on what you have right now.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The lifestyle, the comfort, I tell you, it's... Uh it makes a difference, and look, one of the yeah. biggest culture changes I think is I went to my first meeting in, in a suit when I came to LA, and, and the guy almost laughed me out of the room. <laughs> he was like, "All right, like, what are, you, what are you selling? What are you trying to push?" So oh. it's it's just a huge cultural difference yeah. that you know you hear about, but you don't necessarily expect until you get laughed out of a room.
0: Yeah, uh, I know, I know. How it goes. so I, uh, I I worked for Robert Walters in Australia. I was trying to angle to get a move to their San Francisco office, but they figured out it was a bit like. Mad, so they decided <laughs> not to go ahead with it. But uh, I, I, I rocked up in a suit to to, to meet them and stuff, yeah. and they're all like dress coolers. Yeah, and who's and this guy? I thought, oh no, it was a wolf. <laughs> yeah, it's a cute. Like such a dick. <laughs> uh, so So uh, you you've been in recruitment for how long now?
1: Uh, Almost my 10th year, so I think 2011 was when yeah. I, I took the jump. Same so we're uh, coming up to 10, uh, coming up, well, eight or nine years now.
0: Yeah. So, actually, everybody I've interviewed today is probably around the same. <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't get to rock up in a baseball cap on day one, eh? Hey?
1: No, I tell you, I wore the shittest neck suit and i think that's pretty standard isn't it for london recruitment a neck suit that doesn't fit um you had a tm lewin shirt shirt, oh tm lewin four for a (laughs) hundred absolutely it's just it's just absolutely standard i think anyone's story is different there
0: two for one on marks and Spencer (laughs) (laughs) suits fresh with the creases right fresh with the creases
1: you haven't worn them before yeah shit shoes (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and i'm from northampton so i'm (laughs) letting the team down
0: so where where was that uh,
1: so, I work for Portland Resourcing in London. You know, if if you've been in the game a while, they used to be a relatively established SAP practice. Mm-hmm. So, cut my teeth, in, interviewed at a few businesses um, and maybe took took the wrong track, but went for a more established business rather than one of the growing businesses. And I would never substitute that those grind early London years, you know, where you're, you're on a low base, you know, you're commuting from, from wherever it may be and you know, you get that excitement of, all yeah. right, I'm gonna make all this money, I'm gonna smash it, and those, those, that first year is typically when people make or break in recruitment. Yeah, big time. Um, and, you know, there was times when I thought I was, I was gonna give up, but you, you look back when you get to a certain point, and those are the best years, I tell you, having yeah. cereal for breakfast, uh, cereal for lunch yeah. and spending all your money on a Thursday night and losing yeah. credit card roulette for a round of shots <laughs> when you're on no commission is, it, it's where you cut your teeth. And so, was with Portland for a couple of years, um, I had some great experiences in the SAP market. Um, I made a jump to a business called Elliot Brown. Um, Split my time between Newcastle and London, which was interesting uh, and exhausting. Um, How did that work? So they were HQ'd in uh, in Newcastle and didn't have much of a presence in London, but there was a couple of people they wanted to make I guess except for. They're part of a bigger group now, Yeah, so I think it was the endorsed group or source chain. So they're, they're part of a, a group of companies, um, I think Chapman Black and, and a couple couple of others. But So I was initially doing Microsoft Dynamics there mm. and 2014 came around, I got the opportunity to transfer to New York oh, right. and for me, you know, personal... I was in circumstances, Australia, yeah. So personal circumstances, uh, as luck would have it, I was dating an American girl at the time. So yeah. a lot of things kind of played in the right way for me to to make that move and you know cut my teeth, um, jumped into New York, and it was again a huge cultural difference from the yeah. UK. And I think it was probably just a little bit ahead of the trend. I think 2016 is yeah. when the UK really started, yeah. you know, adopting sending people to the US. So it was a little bit ahead of it, and and we had a really really good time building out and kind of bringing that British culture over, which hadn't really been replicated by many businesses. So, had a great time doing it. You know, s- similar to, you know, the UK model where you hire a lot of grads yeah. and you have a few senior people at the top. I- had a great time there and felt that my time to move on was was in 2017.
0: Cool, let me jump into the New York stuff. Sure, absolutely. Um, so we we went and we, we did this here in New York earlier in the year. I, I noticed a bit of a difference. Like, it's much more intense than LA. Is that fair to say? Yeah, a hundred percent. In so
1: many different ways, not just in recruitment, but just in the way you act with people. Um, buying a coffee,
0: yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> if you get your order wrong, someone's going to be in your ear. Or if you cross the street wrong, someone's going to be in your ear. If you, you know, cut a line on the subways, someone's going to let you know. It's intense and it has a, a vibrancy. I think it's great. I think it's exhausting. Yeah. So you know, you you compare that to LA where. If you've got a cup of coffee over the road, it might take five, 10, 15 minutes, because no one's in a rush here, mm. and there's definitely a nice feel to that, particularly after being in London and being in New York yeah. where it's really intense.
0: How, how did you find building a business in uh, in New York? A good
1: question, so it, w- it is, a ch- there's no place, wherever you go in the world that it's easy to build a business. Sure. And so New York, like any other market, it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes patience. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time, and, and this is something that I preach big time is is building a brand for yourself. So I spent a lot of time networking events, mm. um, probably that was before video content, but definitely publishing content on LinkedIn, etc. Um, to build a brand in the market, I would I would say for the first six months it was a grind, like it yeah. is anyway. I, I think I did my I think I did a couple of deals in the first six months, and it really really pressure, started hey? to roll. It is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Uh, I think if you know. But we're in the. Yeah. We know the nature of the game. We're, we're in the in, pressure right? game. We're in the pressure game. Then yeah. you could you could do a million last year and you have three slow months and yeah. the pressures always on. So I don't think that ever is, is going to change. Um, was but,
0: it HR led or was it client led or like? Because I've heard it. It can be quite HR led in, in y- New York.
1: Yeah. So it, it can be with the nature of the market that I did, which was Microsoft Dynamics and a little bit of Microsoft SharePoint. It was a little bit more client led. Um, contract and,
0: focused, yeah, yeah.
1: Contract for the most part, and then, and sometimes. So it's a lot more client led. Mm. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges that I face is I'm very good at the client side. My tactical nails took a little bit while to to deal with HR and deal with talent. And you know we can go into this a little bit, but I think one of the biggest changes I found coming to California and also just the US mm. is your biggest competition might not be the three agencies next door. People build powerful talent teams here, so you know, having to navigate that from a now's perspective is yeah, is, is tricky and it does uh, take some finesse. How do you go about that? Uh, I, I think, honestly, some self-reflection and getting it wrong a lot of time. Yeah. You know, it took me a long time of, uh, you know, I am I can be quite stubborn at times and I think I'm right sometimes, when I'm not. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, need to to you, like <laughs> uh, you need to learn to put yourself in people's shoes. You sound like my wife. You need to learn to put yourself in people's shoes and understand the situations they're in. So the more you meet with them, the more you understand you know, yeah. the more you really understand the way their job operates, I yeah. think then you learn to, to really operate at a, a level that works as a partnership, and mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing, because there's a big us-v-them stigmatism when it comes to recruiters and HR. Sure.
0: because of the UK, the because way it is.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, you the way you look at it in the UK is, all right, we're better than them, and that's why they've gone in-house, which is not necessarily the case here. Yeah. So it's a it's and about- And sal- their
0: salaries reflect that here.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, you know, and, and it, you know, you see some good agency people go in house and in the UK that's a eyebrows are raised there yeah. but over here you know you can build and, and, and carve out a really successful career.
0: Yeah well you could get shares and stuff. Absolutely you?
1: absolutely and I'm, you know. I've heard people I've heard some you know great stories of people that have got in at the right time at, you know yeah. hyper growth startups and made you know a hell of a lot of money.
0: Yeah you flicked over to doing a uh, saver at one point right? Correct
1: so I I made the change in... Good move
0: as well. A- absolutely. You know, the market is... Dynamics would bore the shit out of me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's pretty re- like repetitive. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if it's a high value market. Candidates and so, are paying the whole... Yeah. And, every, uh, and after a while, everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Right? So it becomes very difficult made the jump to security in 2017 when I joined Startmate. May yeah. I, I would never look back
0: you know yeah. the it's last two years it's the most the fascinating area about it now
1: yeah absolutely and it's it's just it's never going to stop right you know and, and it impacts every everything and everyone yeah so from, from a
0: content perspective it's way easier to get involved absolutely you know Pe-
1: people want to talk about it people yeah. want to you know you look at politics over here people are talking about yeah. it it's very easy to find relevant content that people are going to be interested in yeah. and you know discussions are easier and a lot it's very community driven as well yeah. you know a lot of people are driving publicity towards cyber security yeah absolutely. and so it makes government's it, pumping money into absolutely it. absolutely private and public sector yeah. people are pumping money into it and I think you know that's the market you want to be in from a recruitment uh, standpoint
0: how, how do you find uh, when winning business in that do you do you do you like split your business between doing in-house and then doing consultancy stuff
1: I would say probably with more of an in house business. Um, I've had personal successes building and scaling con- boutique consultancies rather than bigger businesses. I think one of the things that I've and, and Stotter may do well is once they are partnered with a business, not just doing one deal and getting out, but really sort of owning those clients. I think it's a little bit harder if we're looking at big four, if we're looking at your IBM's, Accenture's, whatever. Mm. It's very difficult to own a client like that unless you have a very special oh, relationship. Yeah, sure. So. You know, for me, I think one of the biggest changes, even from New York to California, is New York is a bit more of a transactional market. Mm. Uh, I think California, right, it's it's Hollywood. People want the show business, right? They want the full deal. They want the full deal. They want you to make them feel special. They want to like you. They might not necessarily do business with the person that sends the best resume that may get the attention. I think it's... People, people want the full package, and, and so. Are well, you
0: jumping into LA, or are you flying up to San Fran, do some uh, business I, I, there? I,
1: I split my time, um, and I have team under me. I have people that focus on LA, focus on San Francisco. With with yeah. what I do, I have a network in, in both. I have a few other customers across the US as well, but if we look at my last 10 or 15 deals, I'd say 80% are split between LA and San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco is obviously a bigger market, and everyone knows that. Sure. Uh, LA is LA is huge though, you know. Really. It's, it's still a massive market. You look at the amount of people here. Mm. You look at the amount of people that are investing in tech here, and a lot of the businesses that are moving from the Bay Area to LA, which is very, very interesting. Mm. And that's just because of the cost of talent in, yeah. you know, the cost of talent in San Francisco is just astronomical. Where, where do you live in the city? Uh, I live in Marina Del Rey, right. uh, very deliberately close to the beach, and also, I guess, a 15-minute drive yeah. to work, so that I don't have any Lo- traffic issues.
0: Lovely, and I, that's it though like when I was in Australia we lived in, in Perth in, in the city Yeah, I do regret not having a place by the beach I think you should embrace like th- that that if you have it here yeah. especially you must have been in the concrete jungle of New Absolutely. York and just been like I need to I'm get ready to go I'm ready to go and I think yeah I, I don't necessarily know if, if I'll be here forever
1: for, for personal reasons so if I'm going to live in California I'm going to live by the beach I'm going to take the dog for a walk to the beach all the time I'm going to get the sunshine uh, and just really enjoy it so yeah. I think you've got to embrace it for you know whether it's finite or infinite right. amount of time
0: do you find is there is there much uh, go between the other agencies socially out here like when i was in perth like i play football with the boys and robert half or hayes and that and we'd all be in the same bar yeah la's a bigger city i don't know do you, do you come across uh, the so others so to answer that the um head of cyber security
1: for lawrence harvey lives two doors down from me <laughs> um I, I would say the biggest gathering was the world cup last year it was yeah it was like all the agencies got together to to watch the games as a British bar in Santa Monica uh, that everyone was at so there there is a good amount and you know it's a relatively tight knit community you know I'd say for the most part everybody knows everybody or or not far off you
0: you dirty your bib and people would know about it yeah absolutely
1: and I think that's you have to respect the people that you, you go up against and also know in the community because it's, it's pretty small. So I think you, you don't want to tarnish your reputation by A, speaking ill of anyone else or B, kind of acting that way either. Go on, speak ill
0: of somebody. <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't possibly. <laughs> um, what, uh, what, what advice would you give to somebody who's, say, who's potentially th- in, in London or, or in the UK market and thinking to come out here? Like, what? what would you do anything differently? Uh, uh, for, for me, th- this is absolutely the dream. It's
1: absolutely, I, I, for me, why would you not, right? I think there's such an opportunity yeah. to to come out here, make a, make a load of money, make a load of memories. I think, you know,
0: hmm.
1: even if you want to do it for a couple of years, two, three years, the money you can make out here is substantially greater. You know, 30, 50, 80, 100 grand fees we've seen this year. Um, it's, you know, it, it, nothing is easy. And, I, you know, I know a couple of people in the UK think, all right, the fees are big. You can do really well. Nothing is easy. But if you bring that work ethic, if you're a 2, 3, 500k biller in the UK, I think you're 2.5x that m- minimum out here with the exact same work ethic as long mm. as you commit to learning your local market. Yeah. So, so for me, it's why would you not? You yeah. know, it,
0: there's the, the secret's not to be a recruiter tourist, right? Correct. There's plenty of them. Oh, for sure. So, so many people are here on holiday. <laughs> so many people are here on a long holiday. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right.
0: Brilliant. Well, look, thanks very much. No worries at all. Great time. Thanks a lot, mate. Really enjoyed uh, meeting Stuart. Um, The office that they have is in Culver city in LA and they're in a really cool WeWork and yeah it was uh, it was great getting in there and seeing it and feeling the vibe that uh that they have got got going on there um start a great company i've placed quite a few people with them over the years um it's a mature environment yet it's still a scalable proper recruitment company uh they they're into doing modern stuff with media and podcasts but yet they're still quite traditional in the way that they deliver their uh their their requirements um really think that they're they're just a really good company, um, full of good lads and the places the, the guys that I've placed with them in London and in LA have all done really well and I've enjoyed it. So um really happy to have done this podcast and got to see the how the guys operate in there and Yeah, it was really cool. If you want to kind of get some visuals on that, I'll have it out on YouTube and you'll see the clips coming out on LinkedIn over the coming months. I've just got a bit of a backlog of stuff at the moment. But again, uh, big thanks to Stuart. Uh, Real inspirational story on how a recruiter can get to bill a million bucks. It doesn't happen overnight. He's been doing this for a long time and uh, he's getting to reap the rewards of all that hard work now.